0: and welcome to Soulscape. I'm Jody, the founder of Solstice, and today I am joined by Audrey and B. This is the first in a series of podcasts where we delve into something which I'm not actually very knowledgeable about, so I'm going to let Audrey and Bee take the lead with this.
1: It's eleven eleven. Oh I'd point that out. It is eleven eleven. <sighs> That's cool. This is an idea that we brainstormed. This is B to delve into the twenty-two minor arcana cards of the major. tarot deck.
2: Major arcana.
1: Exactly. There we go. The major arcana. <laughs> you can edit that this in is the a...
2: post-production. That's fine. I'm this sure this is also a great start, and it really makes sense for what card we're talking about today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like we're we're, t- we're encompassing, <laughs> embracing, whatever the word is, exactly. the card.
1: Exactly. We're making mistakes and we're muddling through and that's what this is all about.
2: So listener, have you guessed what card we're talking about yet? Because I think it's pretty
1: evident. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to say it? The fool. The fool. Exactly. exactly. The beginning,
0: number zero. I love that it's zero, not one everyone thinks the first number is always 1.
1: Yeah. It's um it's, it's it's a peculiar one. The representation of nothingness is sort of it's all about pure potential. We're all currently looking at the full right now. Yeah, I was going to um, say do you want to describe he's it? He's propped up. So, because of my not so good introduction, I will just go ahead and say that The 22 major arcanas of the tarot deck are universal symbols. They are what Carl Jung would describe as archetypes. Um, Archetypes being repeated symbols that we see in our society just by virtue of being human. We're using the the classic Rider-Waite-Smith deck because... Of the alchemical, archetyp archetypical symbols that have been used. This deck is a, a masterpiece. It's really beautiful. It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece of of art, of imagery, of symbolism, and of intuition. The two people that created it. I know Pamela Smith. It was Pamela Smith and some like Victorian man, Mr. <laughs> Waite. mm <laughs> And um, he was sort of the alchemical brains, and she was the intuition. They came together and basically created this deck. Vibes base. It's twenty-two cards, and then followed by four suits. It's not an accident that it is that way. Twenty-two is a magical number. Twenty-two corresponds to the number of nodes on the kabbalistic tree of life. And what's when, that? Kabbalah, but, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. it's ancient 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 wisdom mm. um but so the tree of life what's the the tree of life it's um mm. it's a symbol it's it has these these 10 spheres i don't I th- what are they I think they're called like sephiris or something so it's these 10 spheres all organized and then you have 22 pathways that connect oh, all the yeah. spheres and mm. the spheres represent the fundamental states of being and the paths represent all the various transformations that you have to go through to get there. And it's not like a direct match, but you can plop the major arcana of the Rider Waite Smith deck onto these nodes of the Tree of Life. And it's just magic. Um,
2: I did not know that. Mm. Yeah,
1: it's all about, um, like, the, the, the tarot doesn't come from the Kabbalah but it's the Kabbalah and the tree of life is just a way of organizing systematic universal information so for us but because it is universal Mm -hmm. and there's this whole thing about describing stories and pictures um the Egyptians were the classics they did it first hieroglyphics was Mm -hmm. how they spoke to each other Mm -hmm. and we all know that they had secret information that what in the hell were they doing back then we'll never know (laughs) and who are we to know Mm. that's kind of the point Mm. but for us here today we've got these 22 gorgeous masterpiece cards that we can use to basically pull this universal information into our own lives and the point about the tree of life is that it's not just for humans like it is universal it's for everything And that would be my introduction into the major arcana and how we are going to try and break this down over the next 22 episodes. I love it. Mm -hmm. Also. Very Taylor Swift of us. (laughs) I don't know about you, Mm -hmm. but I'm feeling 22. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) My fave, Mm -hmm. my number is four, which is two and two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We love that. Mm. Math.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm sure there's numerology in this as well. And Mm. onto numerology, we can start with the fool who is number zero, number zero.
2: Mm. can we describe from this deck what the what the fool what this card looks like i'd love to we can do maybe all of us can describe mm. i was gonna i was gonna say
1: because this that the herein comes the intuition mm. of this whimsical image what are we all what are we all drawn to first so i noticed the dog at the
0: bottom
2: hmm a small white dog flower. The dog is jumping up towards the fool. The dog is. The man standing on the cliff. Mm Mm-hmm. Are those waves crashing in the back
1: under the cliff? Or snow top mountains. Waves or mountains. mountains. It looks like something, though. It looks active, whatever it is.
2: Mm. The person is wearing tights.
1: (laughs) 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 I felt like that was important. Tights and
0: boots. (laughs) It's a fit, not gonna lie. Maybe, Maybe is tarot about, like each person notices something different on the cards and that's what relates to them in that moment or
1: is it the whole card that you I think it's um I think it's interesting that we all notice the little white dog at first Mm. so for anyone who can't see the full card we have a yellow background with a sun in the top right hand corner we have a young fellow in some kind of gorgeous Liberty print style <laughs> tunic <laughs> with a little white camisole underneath with some beige tights, boots, some either snowy top mountains or waves in the background on the precipice of a red cliff with a little white dog barking at his feet. And he is holding a white flower. He's looking up at the sky. He is not looking where he's going. And the dog sort of is at his feet. And... The dog is, in, in terms of imagery, he's supposed to represent warning. Mm. Dogs are the physical protectors of humans. They say cats are our spiritual protectors, mm. and dogs protect the physical body. Um, the fool is. Yeah, I mean, he's about to walk off this cliff.
2: Yeah, is the dog warning him? Because I was going to say, it's like when dogs freak out right before an earthquake. Exactly. Mm. And they're
1: like warning you that it's coming. Exactly. And he's like, you're about to fall off, dude. You're about Mm. to walk off the cliff. Exactly. And if we are noticing that first, that might say something about how we feel about starting new things. Mm. Mm. Cautious. Do we feel, do we resonate more with him looking up at the sky not focusing on what's going on, or are we more in tune with that little voice that goes, Oh,
0: what if I fall off? Mm. Yeah, I feel that. Don't do it. Mm. And I saw something, I'm not sure what it was the other day, um, and it said how it was, to, I think it was talking about anxiety. Um, Oh was it the, maybe it was the thing that you sent me the art thing I can't remember um but it was talking about anxiety <clears throat> and worry and how um a lot of people when you're worrying about something that's going to happen the thing that's going to happen will happen as it's going to happen and so the worrying and the anxiety before won't change what's going to happen mm. but you can plan to cope with it better and you can plan and do all those things that bring the anxiety and the worry down. But what's going to happen is going to happen the way it's going to happen. Yeah. And like that is like, that reminded me of that. Because it's like we're worrying about what's going to happen. All this worry. like the, But instead of actually going with it because it's going to happen. Mm. If that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I was going to ask also archetypically is this the right word archetypically Mm. archetypically something like that archetypically (laughs) um what is what are the kind of you know there's usually like light aspects and darker aspects of archetypes or of cards what are the kind of like more positive light sides of the fool
1: well he's pure potential in the number zero the number zero is nothingness in the deck that i that i designed (laughs) (laughs) i (laughs) i put the full as because it's like the light side is is that obviously this is a scary thing what's going on starting something new is always scary but it's bold and it's brave and it's it's courageous yeah it's it's bloody courageous to try something new and props to him for for doing it and i what i I wanted to sort of capture that and i thought that a fetus is Mm. like the best way to conceptualize something because it's this like for a soul to come to earth and embark on this journey very courageous very very courageous thing for a little soul to do to sort of get trapped in this cycle of of growth and just growing and growing Mm -hmm. some more and growing some more through a you know a constant stream of systematic failures and successes and existential dread and you know you could be out there in some kind of like star system manifesting your dream reality but we chose to come here and suffer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, yeah, courageous. No, cuz I was going to say right when you said, you know, it it's zero, it it is nothing. And I was thinking of that word for some people, it it will bring really different reactions because mm. what do you do with nothing or what mm. do you how do you start with nothing? And that can bring, like, immense anxiety for some people. And equally, it can it can have, like, a really positive kind of connotation for other people in that it carries infinite potential mm. and infinite avenues.
1: But there is that dark side of blackness, mm-hmm. nothingness, literal nothingness, which is, that is the reverse of the fool. It's like, you know... My dear friend Elvis Presley, who says only fools rush in. There's this thing about, you know, the fool is also the archetype of like a joker, Mm -hmm. someone who doesn't take things seriously. The absence of seriousness, Mm -hmm. nothing. In that sense, he, he precedes the sort of the sage and the savior archetypes that you have to sort of go through nothing, he's quite, he's a bit of an absurd character. Like his, the journey of what he's doing is absurd. Hmm. It's, it speaks to that slightly existential concept of that's a bit silly to just go around in circles doing the same things over and over again. But it creates transformation, which is ultimately what we're here to do. And that is where the dark side of the fool comes in is you're not foolish for for repeating the cycles you're foolish if you don't to to come here and to not take advantage of the endless opportunities that's what makes that would make you a fool to be to be stuck in to be to not even walk off the cliff to stay where you are Mm -hmm. would make you foolish or to complete one cycle and feel like you're done would also make you a foolish to sort of stay in the dogma of oh I've I've evolved once, I know what it's like. It's so, like, oh honey, mm-hmm. you've, got another, you've got another 22 at least <laughs> yeah, to
2: go. because I was gonna say the fool, it feels mm. like quite a young character. It feels like quite a young archetype, but actually that I think is some pitfalls that as humans we fall into when we age because we think we're no longer the fool mm. and we think we're, we shouldn't be the fool any longer. Like we, we know all these things and that's why you have like a lot of old older people who, refuse to change refuse to grow even though we know mm. as healing journeys map out it's it's non-linear you know we don't all of a sudden hit a certain age and we're the wisest
0: of the wise you know yeah because i'm nodding constantly think new things coming in so you're always going to be new or the fool or something it's something mm-hmm. and then that then allows for growth in that so mm. you can't the The start of growth is being the fool and starting there,
2: and it's taking a risk mm. as well.
0: Taking the risk, being out of comfort
2: zone, um, and there's a trust and optimism in it. I think as well. I even was a uh, what one thing that I, when researching for this episode, caught my eye was the idea of failure and what the maybe the fears of failure that stops us from. I don't know if that falls into the fool territory right
1: definitely and the little white dog
2: yeah the
1: fear of failure
2: the fear of failure and I I found uh, a quote from a book called the queer art of failure uh, and it's a book about finding alternatives to conventional heterocolonial understandings of success and I thought I'd read this quote because I was like, actually. You say that again? Yeah. The, the... So it's a book about finding alternatives mm-hmm. to the conventional heterocolonial. So it's like the patriarchal, the capitalistic, mm-hmm. and the colonial understandings of success. And uh, so interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. And so the, the quote is uh, To live is to fail, to bungle, to disappoint, and ultimately to die. Rather than searching for ways around death and disappointment. The queer art of failure involves the acceptance of the finite, the embrace of the absurd, the silly, the hopelessly goofy. Rather than resisting endings and limits, let us instead revel in and cleave to all of our own inevitable fantastic failures.
1: I love the absurd. Mm
2: -hmm. I was like goofy, silly goose. Mm. Like, Uh, that's uh the fool. Mm. Uh Yeah.
1: Right? Mm. Yeah. The concept of of the absurd is one of my favorite concepts and
2: I was life I was thinking about how um like cringe things can be as well Mm. how people really try to avoid seeming silly or goofy or cringe and I've I've never actually avoided it I've always pretty much embraced that uh as much as I can and it's so interesting that we see we can see cringe as failure and that's what makes us cringe you know we see goofiness or failures Mm. or awkwardness as
0: you know as failure mm. uh, and then you're the goofy one you're the awkward one rather than
2: you're the fool yeah yeah mm. yeah rather than just embracing what that is mm. and you know with failure like like it says comes growth comes healing comes transformation yada yada yada
1: yeah it's like there's a there's the judgment on that mm-hmm.
2: yeah huge judgment on it it's because just like there's the fear yeah so it's fear like, makes yeah. the
0: judgment because like how fear is just such the the base for so many other things Mm. and someone being a little bit different a little bit quirky a little bit people don't understand it so there's a fear from them so then they'll squash it Mm -hmm. for sure Mm. yeah I think that's where a lot of like bullying comes from
2: it's just you know people take risks and Mm. there are social risks in this life if you go against
0: convention yeah and the fear of what what then that person will grow into. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay, they might become something or something mas- amazing is happening. Let's just squash them down so we stay above. And that's this is so interesting
2: too because also part of researching for this episode, mm. I was looking at the fool archetype in media and in, in movies and writing and stuff. And uh, I was reading an article about how the fool is always... one huge characteristic of the fool is that it's seen as lower than others so it's usually sometimes now it's a main character but it's usually like a sidekick and they always make them lower so for instance in uh, *A midsummer night's dream shakespeare uh they call it bottom what Mm. and what does that even say it that Mm. means the bottom right it's low and then in lots of like disney films they actually make the fool archetype character small Mm. so like mushu from mulan would be mm. like the fool mm. in that movie uh or um what is it there's also like a cricket somewhere yeah maybe the cricket could be that as well yeah the fool archetype He's more like
1: a, maybe a bit more like a sage that one mm. but,
2: like, but but yeah there's reason. quite a lot i was looking at some because like dory definitely mm. finding nemo is the fool mm.
1: But they're all such fundamental characters. Hugely. Mm. And I was looking at, like,
2: what Mm. are the functions in the story? Well, they offer, like, comedic relief. Obviously, we need that in life. Mm. They speak the truth because they kind of can through humor and they can get away with it because they don't have much to lose because they're at the bottom, Mm. (laughs) which is interesting. Um, They also can model, like, freedom and, like, innocence and childlike qualities because, again, it's that mentality of, like, uh, they, they can't see what's coming, so they're not afraid of taking the risk. And uh, one other part of the, the function of that archetype in media was that you gain, you, through them, you gain an understanding of the ethics of the other characters because of how the characters treat them. So you get to see mm-hmm. how the characters treat someone below them. Mm. You, yeah, very interesting, mm. right? And there's, you know, examples of, of different kinds of fools like the Weasley twins in Harry Potter apparently are the fools i've never seen harry potter oh interesting <laughs> controversial <laughs> on all levels yeah. already <laughs> oh wow <laughs> okay well um beetlejuice in beetlejuice mm. be a fool uh there's lots of like male comedians that all, almost always play fools like will ferrell jim carrey adam mm. sandler like mm-hmm. classic mm. like the kind of airhead quality as well they yeah. portray them as
0: then you'll hear them speak and there's such an intelligence there and Mm -hmm. it's all squashed to be that facade because oh me normally all this um amazing things that i have to offer is maybe too much for everyone Mm -hmm. so let me just dumb that down Mm -hmm. and create this facade of that kinda of the fool, the com- the comic mm-hmm. person. Yeah, yeah that's like it, clown.
1: It, it would be kind of I think it would like send you into a bit of chaos if you realize that the fool that you thought was a fool all along was actually like a very intelligent mm. but like what would what could possibly throw you off more? Mm. So I think there was an episode of SpongeBob once where like Patrick Starr <laughs> just started like yeah. speaking in like sphinx like sense. riddles and it was like uh <laughs> what? No, he's the dumb one. It 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 throws you off more cuz it's like uh-huh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's more to the fool than meets the eye. And mm. What is
2: intelligence, you know? Mm, exactly. How do you
0: measure
1: that? It's and like my actually... mom says it's mm. good to be underestimated. Mm. So my two boys
0: whenever they've had to do something at school and the other kids as well um, have done the same thing and they've never no one none of them talk to each other or tell each other that this is what they're going to do but when they have like a presentation to do even when they're a little like four or five it's not a proper presentation their school's like so lovely and not like you have to do this they stand up or they have to talk about something they all go to a baby voice yeah and it's not because they've heard someone else do it it's something internal They're they feel embarrassed about what they're going to say even though they know they're going to say it, they feel embarrassed about the attention on them and that they are going to shine some amazing information mm-hmm. and so they go baby like that and it's like okay let me dumb myself down
2: it's a way of regre- regressing right yeah it's a way of regressing back mm. to something maybe a bit more comfortable or acceptable yeah it's i i used to do that i, rem- I clearly remember when I used to baby voice when I didn't need to anymore when I when it wasn't natural anymore and I also think learning languages as well we do that often like when I moved to Sweden and didn't speak any Swedish I still do this my friends are like Audrey you you speak Swedish go chill out Mm -hmm. and still when I speak Swedish my voice goes higher Mm. and I can't stop it from going higher and I kind of they're like, oh, you sound so cute. And I'm like, I'm not trying to sound mm. cute. I just, I feel awkward. so
0: I'm going <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, just a uh, Swedish. <laughs> just, just a Swedish. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. And for, for kids to do that, when they don't have as much of society and of the, the way that we've um, made ourselves act and change because of how society is, they don't even have haven't had that for as long as we've had but something has affected them in those beginning years of how everyone reacts that they have to go to that Mm -hmm. and so then in adult life we don't generally do the baby voice so what are we doing internally Mm. that is a version of the baby voice Mm -hmm. we're dumbing ourselves down some other ways of not taking the risks not um Giving our opinion when maybe it is, or then we doubt how we're giving it. What will it sound like? Will it sound like I'm being patronizing? Will it sound like this? Mm -hmm. Will I sound like I'm being too intelligent and putting the other person down because they don't know it? Mm -hmm. It's all these things we've.
2: We're shining as brightly as we can to kind of minimize the awkwardness or impact on other people as well. Mm. Yeah. My eyes
0: just widened. I was like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) This is the stuff. Yeah. This is the real stuff, guys. Mm. So then. If we know we're doing it, how do we not do it? And then how do we do it in a society where that isn't really acceptable? And then yeah.
2: We we <laughs> pray to the fool, we evoke the fool <laughs> the inner fool.
1: Yeah, because the fool's he's about doing. Mm. He's not about not doing. Mm. But do it. See what happens. In the in the after tarot deck. Which as I was going to draw on. Is um, that the
0: suits and things like that? Pardon? Is that the suits and that part of it? No, the it? After
1: Tower it's a deck that was um, it was made and it I can't remember who designed it, but it is created exactly one moment after the original <laughs> has oh, wow. been set. So I have here a copy of the full card in the after deck. <laughs> and you can see the difference oh i love it so at this point he's fallen off mm. the cliff
2: but he's holding on by one arm one hand
1: so in the after deck the fool has fallen off the cliff he's still in his liberty print gown mm-hmm. he is <laughs> unbothered about the fact that he's off the cliff he's sniffing the away. dog the mm. dog is freaking out like the dog couldn't be more stressed
2: which can be our inner in mm. ourselves right yeah. when we jump
1: the ahead. voice of warning is freaking out the voice of warning is going crazy, but it can't do anything. Mm. It's too small to help, so it's just going to wail. Fool! He's dropped his bag. Doesn't doesn't matter. Mm. He is smelling the flower, sniffing the rose, <laughs> enjoying it. He is enjoying it. He is peaceful. He'll figure out. Enjoying the He'll experience. figure out how to get up later, because mm. this is about a descent, and it's the world of the rest of the story—the one, two, and three—that he's going to descend into. So he's not quite yet reached the physical plane of the journey. This is sort of potentials, ideas. This is almost like an attitude. I love. Mm. So cool. I was thinking about
2: another element to this is maybe when kind of quieting that that fear inside and and invoking the, the inner fool, thinking about curiosity. And replacing fear with curiosity. Mm -hmm. To what is, I mean, and uh, you know, I was very curious when you said you're bringing up the after deck and showing what happened moments after, you know, right before the cliff jump, Mm. right after, sorry, right after the cliff jump, there we go. And I was, you know, I was very curious. So I wasn't afraid for the Mm. fool, you know, I was, I'm just in my, obviously I'm not on a cliff, so I'm I'm not scared. But I was thinking of the curiosity Mm. going, Oh, what is next?
0: Yeah. What could and that's be the next? felt the feeling that I felt as well. I, was, I was like, oh my god, what's happened to him? No, mm. I didn't feel that. I felt no. Ooh. Like, Ooh What's happened.
2: What's, what's happened? M- Let's see yeah. what happens here. And even like we were saying, um, this is B's first podcast. Yeah. Mm. B's first podcast. B's first podcast. You know, <laughs> first pod. First pod. <laughs> pod with odd and George. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, be, so, is this okay to share? Yeah. Yeah, be felt. Whatever it is. <laughs> for it. Yeah,
1: yeah do you don't know. know. We'll see,
2: we'll see. <laughs> kind of <laughs> no, I was gonna say you were feeling a little bit, a li- jitters, oh. a little little no, anxious
0: okay. before.
1: A little <laughs> <shy>. anxiety, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? a little so Yeah,
2: right, a little shyness before coming on to record, you know, the first pod. And, and not saying that I don't feel that, but I think from like quite a while of podcasting, I don't feel it much anymore. But it's so true when you start something new you don't know how it's gonna go we don't know how this conversation mm-hmm. would have gone would go will mm-hmm. go and to kind of almost sink into the comfort of it and the curiosity of it allows you to flow more freely than sitting in the with the anxiety and the fear because then you're stuck in your head and you're like mm-hmm. i
0: don't know what to say yeah what do i say next you go you talk yeah (laughs) it's like when we go back to the beginning yeah uh how do i introduce this (laughs) because i don't know what to say right i'm just gonna say i don't know what to say and it's totally cool to not know yeah (laughs)
2: totally cool to not know don't fear
0: the fool like embrace it and lead and lead with the curiosity of it rather than the fear of it yeah
1: Mm -hmm.
0: definitely
1: it's cool not to know things too be Mm. courageous Mm. be compassionate Mm. There we go. The Be three connected. Seeds. Be connected. <laughs> four C's. I think there's another one, but I
0: can't remember what the other one is. Curious, courageous. Connect. Did. There was a
1: third before the connected. Compassionate. Oh. That's it. So the moral of the story is, um, do it. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Do it and see what happens. Do we want to, okay,
2: wait, I had a couple things come mm. to mind as we wrap up. Mm. I was thinking about how like thinking about ourselves how much of a fool do you feel like you are in general because <laughs> I was as I was reading about this I was like am I a fool yeah I think mm. I'm, I'm I'm pretty foolish mm. like I think I'm a f- fairly high level fool mm. and I was thinking about that in terms of like what kind of risks what what's my relationship to risk taking what's do I seek risk do I avoid risk do I what's my relationship to the comfort zone when do I seek the comfort zone? When do I? And these are just you know general reflections for listeners and, mm, reflection and us questions. sitting Love here. It. Good reflective questions. And can you pinpoint times in your life when you're out of your comfort zone, when you're in your comfort zone, and what's that? What is that like? And also, what's at stake? Because I think also what I read about the fool is that it's not necessarily massive, huge things at stake. They can also be small risks. Mm. Yeah,
1: He's, he only has a small bag. He yeah, doesn't have a lot.
0: Mm. he's he's also not strong to he lose. can hold himself mm. yeah you know and we don't know what's on the other side of that cliff it could be a, a ledge just down there mm-hmm. yeah we're making up in our mind that there's a huge drop that he's gonna so die mm. it's like actually it could be a little jump and then there's the next thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's like when you're going into a situation where you feel the fall, it's like oh my god what might happen might be really bad and it's like actually it might not be
2: And are you going to let that stop you from living?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: From experiencing. Mm. From seeing what's on the other side. From seeing what's
1: underneath. Yeah. Let yourself transform. Let yourself develop. Mm. And Mm. smell the rose. Yes. Smell the rose. Mm -hmm. Smell the rose. Take a sec. (laughs) Smell (laughs) the rose.
2: (laughs) Awesome. Well, I've really enjoyed uh this first episode of our kind of tarot inspired
0: archetype yeah. Me meeting pod recording mm. yeah. where we're using the tarot as a facilitator to go deeper mm-hmm.
2: and what did you say earlier b you were saying about how tarot can be connected or implemented into our lives
0: yeah it's um <laughs> yeah, ish sure yeah, pretty much yeah just that <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>
1: And just um, <laughs> these images specifically of um human beings doing human things mm-hmm. that's how we can relate the the pathways to transformation into the human experience it would be different if we were made up of pure consciousness we'd do things differently but we've got these little silly little meat suits that we have to yeah. that we have to contend with so throw them off a cliff Not literally, but figuratively.
2: Symbolically.
1: Yeah. Get that meat suit out there. And enjoy. Yeah. And enjoy. And have a meat cute. Yeah. Yes.
2: (laughs) With yourself. Mm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Smell a flower. Tame the dog. (laughs) Travel light. (laughs) Just like the fool. Love it.
2: Well, thank you for listening. If you'd like to leave a review you can do that on apple podcasts and spotify and you can also dm us on instagram if you want have anything to say any questions uh we would love to you know answer them on the podcast as well thanks are you saying is that your goodbye
1: yeah that's the eastenders diff diffs
0: okay
2: i love it good good jingle Uh
0: amazing (laughs) it's time (laughs) bye guys bye fools